Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, if you're watching later, having gone out to play in the snow. I'm grateful for the opportunity today to talk to you about worship, as it's something that really excites me. Today is the last Sunday of our series on discipleship. As a church, we've been learning together to become whole life disciples of Christ. A key part of this is our Sunday gatherings, today, where we spend time together to worship God as a community. This has, in the last year, been something very different to normal, something we've had to adapt to. This pandemic has challenged us to trust the Holy Spirit even more, to unite us with our brothers and sisters as we meet in separate homes rather than together. It may have shaken our discipleship, our devotion to God, and our motivation to praise him, since many of our regular worship opportunities have changed or been missing I think many of us have struggled to keep up healthy rhythms of worship in our daily lives. Some of us would have found extra time to spend reading God's word, listening to Christian podcasts, reading books, and putting spiritual disciplines into place. For you, it has been really easy to find times of silence and solitude to listen and to pray. Your worship has been a huge blessing. But for others, Lockdown, homeschooling, working from home, it's been a huge energy drain. For you, it's been really difficult to keep up with the normal jobs, let alone time to sit down and read the Bible, listen to a worship song, or send up a quick prayer. Worship feels like something you never get round to on the to-do list. And of course, for most people, this has been an emotional roller coaster. Trying to process this with God is a challenge questioning him, anger towards him, lamenting the experiences we have lost, grieving the deaths of our dear friends and family. This is so real for many of us. Worship is hard. And then when we come to the church service, where provision is made for us to help us worship. Normality has gone again. Church online is strange. It's much more difficult than coming to an in-person service because it shows us exactly where our attention drifts. It reveals what we would rather be doing or hides those emotions we'd rather not face if we're honest. A lot of this is because we're in our own homes. We get distracted, phones, kids, making food, going to get a drink. We haven't been able to come to the building, which helps orient our minds towards God, because we left the house with a purpose and left our distractions behind. So we are faced today with our own motivations to worship. Let me pray for us. Father God, wherever we are, you know what's going on in our hearts. Would you help us to turn to you today Help us to learn something. Would you speak through me? Amen. So today we're looking at worship. But what is worship and why should we do it? Well, simply, regardless of all our situations, whatever our experiences this year, Jesus is always worthy of our worship. Colossians 1 verses 15 to 23 gives us plenty of reasons to worship Jesus. 
Listen to this. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible, invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation if you continue in your faith established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. Jesus is worthy. So what does worshipping him look like? Most of the time we think of worship as singing in church together, which is a form of worship, one that lots of us really love to do together, to express how much we love God. Wayne Gruden, a theologian, says this, everything in our lives should be an act of worship, and everything the church does should be considered worship. For worship is everything we do glorifying God. The root of the word is worth, worth worth-ship. It means giving worth to something. For Christians, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So today we're going to look at how we give worth to God with the whole of our lives. I'd like to use a little metaphor. Imagine your life as a worship song. Your life as one big song, one big living sacrifice, which you sing by living your life each day for God's glory. It's not always easy, but I've got two questions to help us. Firstly, how does Jesus enable us to worship? And secondly, how can we model our worship on his? So firstly, how does Jesus enable us to worship? This is something that really interests me. It's one of the reasons I wanted to study theology. What are the mechanics of worship? What is actually going on when we sing, when we pray, when we read our Bibles, when we give generously? In fact, all the things we've been studying in this series that form different parts of our life song of worship to God. Jesus, in his humanity, gives us the perfect model of whole life worship. Not just singing. Although there are times where we see him and his disciples sing a psalm or a hymn. For example, Matthew 26, verse 30. But we can look at the way he lived his life, his life song, to learn more about how he gave worth to his father. The Gospels tell us Jesus often got up early to pray. He prioritized on a daily basis, spending time with his father, abiding in the presence of God. Jesus sings this life song 
the whole way through. He doesn't miss a line. He doesn't go off key or change his tune. Like us, he has moments of tension in his song, lament, clashing harmonies that don't sound pretty, but his song continues. He's forever oriented to bring glory and love to his father with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because of his perfect song, we don't need a worship leader or a member of the clergy to help us worship. Jesus is our perfect worship leader. Hebrews 7.25 tells us that Jesus continually intercedes for us before the Father. Chapter 9, verse 24, says that he entered heaven to appear for us in God's presence. Jesus is the one who has led the way into the presence of God. This means that worship works because God himself has made it possible. God the Father sent the Son Jesus to redeem humanity by living as a human, fully alive and obedient to the divine will. In his humanity, he was empowered by the Spirit to live that perfect life song of worship, the perfect worshipper, modeling whole life worship for us. He was a living sacrifice, as our Romans passage urges us to be. Jesus continually leads us to the Father by the power of the Spirit living inside of us. This is how we worship. Isn't this amazing? Let me say it again. Jesus leads us into the presence of his Father through his death on the cross as the perfect sacrifice for sin. He sent his Spirit to turn our hearts to worship him, to unite us with him in his worship of the Father, to make us holy in his sight, to sustain us as sons and daughters, adopted into the family of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, living in perfect love, inviting us into that family. This invitation brings us to our second question. How can we model our worship on Jesus' whole life of worship? It can be somewhat confusing because worship is a gift, yet we also have a part to play, but that part is enabled by the Spirit. Let me explain. Worship through the Spirit is a gifted response in the words of Matt Redman, a worship leader from the UK. I really like this phrase, gifted response, as it shows me that worship is not something we can do alone. A few years ago, when I first fully realized worship was not something I could do by myself, in my own power, I was a little defensive. I thought I was bringing something of myself to God by singing to him, by living my life for him in worship. Sounds reasonable. I thought that I could respond to him, not using his power, but my own. I learned that I was wrong. How can I bring anything to God at all, even a prayer, without him first enabling me? This is the verse that taught me. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3. No one can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Spirit. This means we can't bring anything to God in worship by ourselves. It's a gift, a response to God given to us. By God. I had to learn humility 
to accept that I had nothing of worth to bring to God except by his grace towards me. We need the Holy Spirit to unite us with Christ. Only then can we start being a living sacrifice. Our lives are sung to God for his glory. Only then can we model, as Jesus did, a surrendered life to the Holy Spirit, who leads, prompts, and guides us moment by moment. He guides our choices to bring glory and worth to God. Choices form habits. Habits change us. Let the Spirit condition you to choose worship. Jesus did just this. When he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, he was tested to worship things other than his Father, himself, his needs. The devil even asked Jesus to bow down to him. But Jesus chose to give his Father worth. The tension in his song was resolved. We too can make choices that give worth to God, that keep our life song to him, not something else. It's not easy. Becoming whole life worshippers is a process, a whole life process, a process of learning to lean on the spirit to help us choose to give God worth, to show him how much we love him. I've been really challenged by our new song, Hymn of Surrender. Thank you, Brian, for introducing me to the album. This song is so difficult to sing because it's really hard to give everything to Jesus. We're so easily distracted, as we know from lockdown. Who can say that they, like Jesus, lived a perfect life of worship? But the wonderful mystery is that Jesus' death on the cross fulfills for us our need to worship God, and his perfect life song is counted as our own when we believe in him. I'm going to use the lyrics of the song now to help us apply what we've looked together, what it means to live a whole life of worship, a living sacrifice. This will be my hymn of surrender. Think of your life as a song to bring glory to God. Singing requires physical effort. It requires vulnerability in front of others by raising your voice, carrying your emotions into community. That's one of the reasons why we think it's so important to do here. If your life is like a song, it's going to require effort and vulnerability to keep choosing to bring God glory in your weakest and darkest moments. Jesus gives us the ultimate example of this worship. He chose his Father's will in the Garden of Gethsemane, expending great effort and sacrifice to say, not my will, but yours. And so too will our life song require worship surrender and sacrifice. This past year, we have been tested through trials we did not expect. Perhaps your life song has taken on a minor key, a lament, doubting that God is sovereign in control. Perhaps it's mixed with a battle cry as you keep choosing to trust God 
and hold on for the hope of change. A new heaven, a new earth, no more sickness, no more separation, no more crying or mourning or pain. In our life song, God's word provides the lyrics to guide us through every season of the soul. The Psalms cover the whole range of human emotion. And Jesus himself is our guide on how to keep worshiping through deep sorrow, temptation, and extreme stress. The next line of the song, this will be my prayer to you, to move beyond just holy intentions. 2021, resolutions, goals, Bible reading plans. Only through the Spirit can we worship at all. So we must be a people who depend on the Spirit to lead and guide us every minute of our lives. Next time a choice is presented to you, ask the Spirit to help you choose worship of Jesus. Another episode of Netflix or an early night so that I'm rested to work for God's glory tomorrow. The world makes it easy to watch the next episode. It's much harder to motivate yourself to go to bed. We need God's empowering spirit. Let my life be spent on you. It will be costly. Whole life discipleship is a constant battle of the mind, body, and emotions. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and all your strength. How might we spend our lives on him? Let's look at some examples now. Choose to worship by doing all your jobs before the Sabbath so you can have a proper day of rest. Just as songs require rest and pauses between verses so that we can breathe and sing the next line. So our lives require that weekly Sabbath that rest to breathe, to delight in God so that we have strength to sing our next week of life upheld by his spirit. A Christian day off should be different because we focus on God, on being transformed by him, by the renewing of our minds, reading scripture, slowing down, delighting in him. It's not just self-help, it's a day for Jesus because he is worthy of our worship. Some other choices we might make in our song to him. A healthy lifestyle, not for our own gain, but for God, to worship him with our bodies because he is worthy. Choosing to take part in church at home, even when you don't feel like it. Emotions are okay, but putting first God is even more important. He is worthy. And choosing to worship God in our relationships by loving those around us well. Good relationships bring glory to God, obeying his command to love our neighbors. He is worthy. Let's face it, worship is a command. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Jesus calls this our cross to carry. Echoed in our song. There's a cross you call me to carry. Deny myself and follow you. Paul calls it a living sacrifice. 
The Spirit helps us in our weakness to think more of Jesus. This is what whole life worship is, to think of him, turn our minds towards him, to give him worth. So train yourselves to think of him. When you wake up, say, good morning, Lord. What should we do today? Over lunch, thank you, Father, for this food to sustain me. At the end of a task, thank you for taking an interest in my life, Lord. And something for any moment, taking a deep breath, remembering every breath is a gift. Every heartbeat is grace. Because Jesus holds all things together. Let's take a deep breath together now. Thank you, Jesus, for this life-giving breath, for sustaining me with every heartbeat until you call me home. Let's encourage one another in whole life worship. Live your life song to God for his glory. Let me pray using the song words. No compromise. Lord, I won't just give you half my life. If it's all or nothing, let my life song be all for Jesus. And as I run for you in your kingdom, I'll lose myself but never lose, for less of me is more of you. All to Jesus, Lord and Saviour, this will be my hymn of surrender. From this moment to forever, this will be my life song, all for Jesus. Amen.